This is Spring Trading Tuesday. Same lovable ESPN Chicago host, but paired with different radio partners. Spring Trading Tuesday continues on ESPN Chicago. It was so long ago. I mean, it's 20 years ago when Carmen and I started. It's hard to believe. Like, I always tell people this. I told Black and Abdallah this many years ago. You know, you're the young guns at the station. You blink, and you're no longer the young guns at the station. That's right. You know, and now we've got the new young guns coming in. Tyler Aki and Shay Norling and Charlie and Jake and all the new guys who are here. And um, that's that's what happens here. Carmen and I were were what they they used to, Mac used to call us the bachelors. Yes, you know, and bachelors. and you blink, and now we've got kids, and we've been married, and all all this stuff. So we're now we're the old men. That's how that works, man. That's the metamorphosis, especially of this business. I mean, you could be here twenty years, but actually, in radio years, you're like sixty. Yeah, sixty, sixty-five. Well, yeah, no one stayed. Like I've been here now twenty-five. Like I'm celebrating my twenty-fifth anniversary with the station. I was an original hire. Carmen and I started together as a show in two thousand three. Mm-hmm. We we sat through um, the. I'll never forget when the Cubs and Yankees were playing. It was one of those big premier interleague uh, series in 03. It was when uh, Eric Karros hit a grand slam off the Yankees. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was Roger Clemens against Kerry Wood. Mm -hmm. And it was when uh, Kerry Wood collided with Hesop Choi. You reminded me of of Hesop Choi. It was like one of those big... Big series in, in that surprising 03 season. Uh, first base line between Aesop Joy and Kerry Wood. Yes. I remember that. little pop-up. Yep. And uh, Carmen and I were on the air for that. Carmen mm. and I were on the air when Sammy Sosa's bat was corked at night. Yeah. And I want to say that was an interleague game with the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm-hmm. And I want to say Jeremy Gonzalez, the former Cubs pitcher who is no longer with us, um, was the, the pitcher... I, well, I think that was the case, mm-hmm. and, and his bat uh, cracked open, and, a cor- and they found the cork. That was a night game, and the NBA Combine was in town was because it? I was at Moody Bible when that story broke. Sounds about right, in like June or something like that? So this is before the cell phone or before Twitter, before you found that oh, in your, for in your sure. when you found out information in your pocket. Yes. If you're part of the expression. And so, so like, unless you were listening to the radio, there was no way. That you could find out that hey, uh, Sammy Sosa, one of the game's biggest stars, corked his bat. That's see, and that's a difference. And I know that sounds so archaic, but just when you get word of mouth, when you say, "Hey, did you hear about what happened with Sammy?" No, what happened? Word of mouth before technology during that time because what? we had I had no idea. I'm just I'm just watching like who the Bulls could be taking in the combine. Right. Like now, all of a sudden, if something happens in a game, no matter where it's being played, instantaneous because of social media, mm-hmm. because of the cell phone, and and everything travels so quickly, then it's like you got to find out the next day or on the news or if on a sportscast, Sports Center. Like you have to find out on Sports Center. That's probably how people found out that <laughs> night on Sports Center. Do you know? By the way, do you remember uh, sad facts? How Jeremy Gonzalez died? No. How did he die? He got hit by lightning. You really? Yes. Well. Line drive or 
right back at him? Or? No, he literally got hit by lightning. Oh, hit, oh he actually was hit he, by lightning. He, he got hit by a lightning oh, bolt, I believe. Oh, like Bo Diaz style. Like he was putting up the old Philly catcher, putting up his antenna in his house. Something like that. that way. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. in a storm he was out, and I think he got hit by lightning. <laughs> Shay, can that. you Google that? Cross? No, no. Okay, let's not do that. What? Let's I want to make sure I've okay. got the facts straight. All right, straight. Carm. All right, you don't need that. He doesn't need to look it up. Look that up. Did he die? Well, look it up. Hey, guy, look that up. I believe Mark was it. Was it the LD? Mark was he died? Was he dead? Well, I think he was dead. I believe he was dead. Never mind. Move on. <laughs> I don't want to know how he died, Sylvie. I don't want to know. And then, do you remember the Jay Williams story? Uh, uh, yes, the, 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 yes, I do. You do? Yes, I do remember the Jay Williams story. Well, no, do you remember how what happened with us? With Carmen, well, while we're on the topic, and then I want to ask you some anniversary stuff. Okay. Of, of, of the Jay Williams story on how we found out about the Jay Williams accident at KJM every morning, 5 to 7 right here. I believe, and we've told Jay this story. I believe it's something happened while you were on the air. Yeah, so we were, yeah. Carmen and I are on the air in whatever, if that was the summer of 03 or 04, whenever that was. We're on the air, it's that summer, and we get a call. From someone who had happened to be in Wrigleyville. Mm -hmm. Jay Williams is the point guard for the Bulls. He was, uh, they were doing like uh, crazy motorcycle treks through Wrigleyville. And, you know, he falls off of his, his motorcycle and he really jacked up his leg. And someone called us and said they were in the neighborhood on the phone line, you know, random call from the caller line mm -hmm. and says, guys, and not on the air. This is to our producer, yep. uh, Jay Williams. I saw Jay Williams in our neighborhood. He got in a really, really bad motorcycle accident. And he's hurt, mm. and like you don't know what to do yes. with a rant. Like you, we get good tips behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. It just so happened that that was the night Carmen and I were interviewing John Paxson. Mm. So we go off the air before we interview John. Carmen picks up the phone because Carmen had worked with John when he was the the analyst before he was the general manager of the Bulls. Yep. Carmen goes, hey, John, um, I just want to let you know a caller could be wrong, could be right. But this is what a caller said off the air that Jay Williams got into a mud motorcycle accident. John's like, yeah, OK, whatever, you know, does the interview with us. Hangs up 10 minutes later, John Paxson calls back. And goes, let me talk to Carmen. Carmen gets back on the phone. He goes, what were you saying again about Jay Williams? And, and Carmen goes, we were told that he got into a really bad motorcycle accident in Wrigleyville. And sure enough, it turned out to be true. Yeah. And that's how Pax found out. And then the rest, you know, they, get, they find that out. And sure enough, it was all while we were on the air. So you get these crackpots all the time. They're always saying stuff, right? Hey, I saw so-and-so out. I saw so But you never believe it until the, the one that's real is actually the truth. Somebody can just call in line four and just say anything, anything, right? And again, this is before social media. People would buy word of mouth. And this is kind of embodies the anniversary of ESPN 1000, which how we're able to disseminate information. Before the uh, the old wires and before the stories would come up, you know, upstairs on the computer, there'd be word of mouth. I saw someone do blah, blah, blah. Check it out. And there is a story that was real, sadly, for Jay yeah, Williams. Right, right. And, you know, that's what uh, it's what's so weird about the John Moran story, too. Yeah. Is that like many people back in the day maybe say, hey, I saw John Moran in a gentleman's club playing around with his gun. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, you don't know if it's true or not. 
Like, that's what's crazy about the Moran story is that he put that out there by himself on his own Instagram story. Yes. Which shows you how troubled He's that he adverti- is. Yes. Yeah. Anytime that you're doing it, you're advertising that you're brandishing a gun, that means that you have issues. And there's like, I went over this yesterday with Cap. It's more than that. It's like John Morant has a laser pointer at the, at the bus. The Pacers oh, bus. The Pacers bus. Yeah. The Pacers security guard said it was a gun. Who knows? That's what the Pacers security guard said. Then from there, him going after a bunch of kids at a mall because a bunch of kids are harassing John Morant's mom at a mall. And he's bringing his boys. And they're doing, like, all of that, right? You're 23. I'm glad it's happening now, Sylvie. Glad it's happening now. Because at some point, he'll come back. He'll sit down with Robin Roberts. And this will all be, it's not going to be squashed because we'll always remember. But he'll learn, hey, man, you have to be an adult in the room. You have the world by the tail. You can't be doing these things. And hopefully become a leader, a better leader for it. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So, so Brian and Lombard got the tickets. He knew 2003 was the year Carmen and I got put together. What is your what is your high point here at the station? And what is like the what pisses you off the most in your 20 years here at the radio station or 18 years, I guess it would be. Okay, so we're like, you know, weirdest moment at the radio station. Well, the weirdest moment at the radio station is my hiring, me being hired here. Because when I first got here, that whole thing of, hey, there's no way that I'm going to continue on with the score. I know that, that I was going to get my, I wasn't going to get my contract renewed. So I already had the in motion that I was going to come here to ESPN 1000. And so the day that I was going to go down to, to Rosemont, I believe it might have been... It's a restaurant in, in Rosemont. I can't remember. Uh, but I was supposed to meet with Tom Ceratella. Our, our old assistant program director. Yes, who was the acting program director at the time. He okay. was the Wheeler and Dealer at the time because something with Len Weiner wasn't here anymore. Right. He and there was GN. And there was this transition here, and Tom Ceratella wanted to make this big splash, bring Jay Hood in. This will make get headlines, right? The day that I was going to... Um, Come to a ro- uh, at a restaurant in Rosemont. My car stopped. I was supposed to be there at six o'clock. My car did not work, and so I knew that there was a Hertz rental car place in the neighborhood. I go over, and the guys outside of Hertz about to bring the window down. You know, when they're outside bringing the big doors down because they're about to close. He's got his his fingertips on the door. It's five fifty six. I go, sir. Sir? Need a car. And he goes, I don't have any money. I go, no, 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 sir. No, I'm not trying to rob you, sir. I said, I really need a car. He goes, you know what? I've just taken the cash out. He goes, I'm really, I said, sir, I really need to get to Rosemont. I have a job opportunity. I need a car to get there from the south side. And he goes, and he's, he had the, the door halfway down, brought it back up, opened the door. All right, here we go. I said, I'll just take anything. I'll take any car just to get there. And I got there on time. Maybe I don't get the job. If I don't get that rental car, we need to do a partnership with Hertz. Seriously, You're like you need to be like the endorser for Hertz because you you got the job. Yes, because the the kind person at Hertz kept the shop open for you to get the job. Yes, me definitely me over OJ in that spot. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so anyway, so, so I, Wait, was it Hertz? Or he, was he, I think it was running through the airport. I think it was Hertz. I forget. I, I can't remember, but it's but for a rental car place. But I but I made it there for the meeting to be able to to set up shop to be able to sign my contract there because without it, that's a tough one, right? Um, I had to leave her once. That's that's a trivia question. You know, I've had two stints here. I had two stints at ESPN 1000. You left here? Thanks. Thanks. I don't think you realize I, I was working here until like 2015. 
but that's and you fine. left in 2015. No, I'm, I don't think you realize I started working here since till 2015, even though I was here in 05. Um, no, Sylvie, I did leave because you remember I had the opportunity to work at Chicago Sports Webio. That's right. Dot com. That's right. Uh, it's, it's something about me not being able to get more shifts than David Hall at night. Uh, and so I'm like, you know what? If you guys are not going to use me, I'll go someplace where I could be used. And so that's why I took that opportunity. And guys, you can Google that. It's a long, yeah. it's a long search about Chicago Sports Webio. But I worked there with Tim Doyle for 55 shows. It was a, some of the best 55 shows I've done because it got my confidence back. Then one of the issues was if I'm not being utilized here, maybe it's me. And so at, there was a time where I just completely lost my confidence for a guy that did six days a week for what, eight to ten years down the dial, and then come here and it kind of dried up for me, I thought, this isn't good. I know I'm better than this. And you're like, it's not me. After doing the shows there, yeah. you're like, oh, it's not me. Yeah, it's not me. And then I was able to come back here. So maybe I was gone for three months. I know you didn't realize that. You're in your own thing. <laughs> but I was actually gone there for three months and I then forgot, came back. I forgot about that, but now... Yeah, now you, you remember. Yeah, you know, I was here in 05. I know you didn't know I was here for like 10 I years. I knew you were here in 05. So, you stopped that. So I don't think, you had to understand, I Sylvie. didn't know you left in, I, for, well, I, I forgot that you left for Webio. Sylvie's into his phone. He's into his life. You know, so he doesn't the even Bulls realize. The Bulls were good own. then. I was into the Bulls. Yeah, yes, you didn't even realize. The Jimmy Butler Bulls. Hoodie, what are you doing here? I've been here for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Not the case. Don't make it that way. So, I mean, it's okay. So, hey, listen, uh, I, I remember my legacy more so than you do. So it's, it's fine. But, but nonetheless, I just want you to know that that's, there's always ups and downs in the business. Yeah. And so that's the whole thing. Just like, a, it's like any career. Yeah. Like a, a lot like an athlete, too. You know, with the, the highs and lows. Also, also will mark my territory as the worst sports anchor ever for the 25 years. <laughs> Because I'm like I start. Oh, I, I did. I did some updates here no, too. And, no, and, no, no, uh, yeah. no. No one's worse than me. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Why don't you guys care about this? I don't understand. And I think Hoodie's in the same ball, uh, boat as me on this topic. And I know Shay is in the same uh, boat as me on this. I, I put. I set up a poll question, and and you guys don't care about this. We want to know why. You guys don't care. If you want to talk to us about uh, anything about the station or about Chicago Sports 332-3776, it's Spring Trading. This is Spring Trading Tuesday. Same lovable ESPN Chicago host, but paired with different radio partners. How are we going to work this? Same way we always do. I interrogate him. You write it down. Spring Trading Tuesday continues on ESPN Chicago. Just telling a hoodie that uh, Duck Collins is listening to us in uh, Pennsylvania. That's awesome. His uh, son has the best basketball team in the city. And it's not close. They finished second in the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, what a story. I know. Listen, it may not mean anything to you, but I was there at Welsh Ryan with the UIC Flames, and I called that game when the Cats just beat our ass. And I said, boy, it wasn't about the offense. It was about their defense. I was so impressed by that team. Uh, and I said, well, compare that to the Bulls. I think that the Northwest is actually more watchable. Yes, it's not. And it's not close. No. Boo Booey is, is, is a fun player to watch. Yeah. That, that team is good. So the Big Ten tournament, I hope, uh, I hope they get the, uh, 
the union gets what they want, and the concession stands are uh, are, uh, are are back operational at the United Center, and uh, people get their beer and their food. Please, please take care of this. It's, they're only working hard night and day to make sure yeah. that the United Center is right. Give them the money that they need. Yes. Please. Give them, uh, yeah, I think they want the pension and, and everything like that. And, and the insurance and things like that. Union. Pro, we're a union shop here. Yes, we are. We're we're union, proud union worker for all 25 years. We've been a union shop the day we opened up the doors in 1998. Yes. And thank you, union, for the free movies. Go ahead. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> we're in the same union. I always like to say we're in the same union as George Clooney. Yes, exactly right. We we're, could be an actor if we want we, to. We're SAG, uh, Screen Actors Guild, and the American Federation for TV and Radio Artists. That's exactly right. So if we want to be able to be actors, and some people believe that we are, <laughs> it's, it, it, some do. Some believe that what we've been doing for years is based on a script. Because we just had that call on the morning show on Captain J. Hood. I want to say a month ago. It's like, well, I know that's not what you guys are supposed to be talking about. I know you're not supposed to talk. I'm like, excuse me, what? We're not supposed to do what? I said, we're ad-libbing 35,000 words a show. Like, there's no script here, sir. Right, right. People say that to me all the time. They're like, hey, is this really what you're like? Or is that, is, 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 how much of it is, is, is shtick? And I'm like, look, this is, this is, like, <laughs> there's no, like, doing it for radio purposes, good yeah. or bad. These are my dumb thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think life would be easier for both this, of us if there was on a script. We could just read off our thoughts. Yeah, this is just my quirky, my quirky way. <laughs> my quirky way. Man, for real. Uh, so here's what we wanted to know. I think Shay had a good idea about, like, why? Shay, you were saying the people in the Twitch chat Get angry when Aaron Rodgers' talk comes up? Anytime. He's often been in, or around the NFL on Captain Jay Hood lately because he can't stay out of the headlines, whether it's going into the darkness, coming out of the darkness, going on McAfee, what he's going to do. So we talk about Aaron Rodgers. And every time we do, people go, please, enough with Aaron Rodgers. Stop talking Rodgers. Which I get. I'm kind of tired of hearing from him unless he's going to make his decision. Yes. But I don't get why people don't care about the decision. Yes, and, and I'm with you on that. Like, I understand, I believe, like, for him to come out of the darkness and to go on a podcast when it was about his mental health and to come out of the, uh, to go on a podcast to basically just say nothing, like, do your mental health thing and then, like, just chill out and then don't go public with anything until you have an announcement. Like, I get why people are tired of him coming out to say stuff without saying anything. And the drama of no news, but yet still people talking about him. But I did a poll question of asking the question, Bears fans, and it was prompted by Hoodie saying, he's on pins and needles wanting to know where Aaron Rodgers is is going to go. Is he going to retire? Is he going to go to the Jets or some other team? Or is he going to go back to the Packers? So I asked the Toyota uh, poll question on my Twitter handle. Bears fans, do you care what Aaron Rodgers decides to do with his playing future? Have you peaked on... uh, No, what does it say? What do you believe? We've had 1,200 voters. How do you believe people have voted? Do you care? I think 85% would say they don't care. It's 70.4% saying they don't care. 29.6% 29.6% of Bears fans say they do care. This is the NFC North. This is the top rival. This is the guy who has, quote, owned the Bears. Why don't people care? 
well, about the decision. I think it's also how it's being read or, or how people interpret it. We're not saying this on behalf of Packers fans. We're, we're not on ESPN Milwaukee. What we're saying is is that if you are a Chicago Bears fan, you do wonder what the win total is going to be. Even even if you think it's going to be four or five, or if you think it's going to be nine or ten, you'd like to know how many. I guess my, my whole thing is if Rodgers is out of the division, I do not expect the seamless transition of Favre to Rodgers to love. If love is good for the next 15 years, then we're screwed. That is for sure. He's been sitting in the back, waiting in the wings for an opportunity. All I'm saying is is that if Rodgers out of the division, the guy that has the hammer with the Bears being the nail in this scenario, then I think it increases the chances to be able to get Poles' wishes, which is to uh, take the North and never give it back. That's the first thing he said. You do recall this, right? Yes, of course. He, said, he says, take it, the it, North. Lovey-esque yeah. a bit without saying, you know, we're going to beat the Packers. That's all. Yeah. That's all. That's why I'm wondering what he's going to do. Because whatever decision he makes, then we will be done with this. I just think a lot of this is look at me over the last three years. He's always complaining about what he does not have. And so here's the one thing that we've discovered about Aaron Rodgers. You know what Rodgers is? Rodgers is not Tom Brady. You can imagine the teams that Aaron Rodgers has had if Tom Brady is with the Packers. Brady would have won those championships. Brady is a quarterback that's won with less than more than any quarterback we've ever seen. Yes. I mean, just an accountant, a plumber here, sanitation worker, to anyone out there because Belichick always shopped at the bottom shelf. What if you think of Julian Edelman? Who was he before he came to the Patriots, right? Right. Oh. And, and he didn't hamstring his team because he took less all the time, right. too. So imagine Rodgers always complaining about not having enough. Always, you took away my quarterbacks, coach. You, you don't. I don't have this offensive lineman. I don't have this tight end. All this stuff, right? It's always an excuse. And so I'm just, con- I'm just concerned about what his career is going to be like. Retirement, Jets, stay with the Packers. Only for my edification as a Bears fan, I'd like to know what's going on in the division. It's interesting. Yeah, Me t- yeah, yeah. I like like Cleveland David, who is my arch nemesis on uh, Twitch. Uh-huh. He said, "Sylvie, why do you care?" For exactly what you mentioned. This is there are four teams in the division. The winner gets an automatic berth into the postseason of the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's simply enough. I care about all the teams in the division. Mm-hmm. I care about Detroit getting better. I care about the Minnesota Vikings, who is the defending division champion, and I care about. Aaron Rodgers and and the Packers. I personally believe, Waddle and I differ on this, I believe it's better for the Bears if Rodgers comes back. Mm-hmm. Because I believe, what's the old saying? Uh, it's better a year too soon than a year too late. Mm-hmm. And I believe the longer they hold on to that, and the more that they're hamstrung with his salary, and the, the, the later that they move on with a plan to replace him, the worse it's going to be for them down the road. He and they will beat our ass, though, next year if he returns. I don't think he's going to be, like, I don't think it was just the thumb injury. I think there's more to it than, I don't think he's committed. I think he is deteriorating. And, I, I, I like, I think his salary is hurting them and the ability to get better. That might be the case, Sylvie. But at the same time... Uh, whether he has a thumb injury or going through mental hurdles or whatever, he's still good enough to beat the Bears well, and, and, and the worst defense that you and I have ever seen. Well, true, but but like uh, most teams are good enough or were good enough. Now, I hope there's improvement from the Bears. Like you said and like I've always said, we got to take care of our – it all starts with us. Yes, exactly. Like my, right. my number one focus is always us. Yes. I, like, but, I all, but I'm smart enough where I can multitask 
and I could keep an eye on them too. Yes. Like my 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 number one priority is how is Poles going to navigate free agency? How is he going to navigate the creativity with the number one pick? And how is he going to trade down and everything like that? But I do care about our rivals. I do no. care about the NFC as a whole. The NFC, I think, is less competitive than the AFC. I care about all of this. I'm a football fan. Yes. And I do care about where Aaron Rodgers. I do agree with a lot of the Twitch people. The drama surrounding Aaron Rodgers, and Will Bond had a great rant about it. Mm-hmm. The talk on a daily basis about Aaron Rodgers when there's no news has been nauseating. Nauseating. Oh, it is. Absolutely right. Creating news when there's no news is nauseating. Mm -hmm. But the conclusion of this, when we find out, hey, the Packers have announced they're moving on with Rodgers and they are now fielding trades, if that comes out today or whenever that is, that will be a very interesting conclusion. And and I'm here for that. Yeah. And I'm surprised that people don't want to know that people don't care about that. It's fine to have a narrow focus and just be concerned with the blue and orange. I understand that. And you and I agree that it is about, you know, what's happening with the Bears. However, just from my perspective, it's the Bears, it's the NFC North, it's the NFC. I have to look at that whole picture because here's how here's how I can look at the Bears. If the Bears are the worst and, and the Philly uh, Eagles are the best. How can the Bears get there to the top? What was the process to be able to get there? When Cap and I are going back and forth and we disagreed on who is the model organization, he says Kansas City. I said Philadelphia because the way Howie Roseman builds the team. So that's how I look at it. Like, I want to be like them, where I'm a perennial playoff team and will hopefully knock it down and win a Super Bowl. But I can't just be linear and just say, let's take a look at what the Bears are doing and have Blydeners on. I got to see what it looks like to be at the top. That's what I got to see as a Bears fan. Sure, absolutely. So that's how I give look me, at give it. Give me a little Chiefs. Give me a little Philly. Give me a little Buffalo. Like, yeah. 312-332-3776 if you want to weigh in. Um, you could ask us anything about our, our co-hosts, about the radio station, too. Because this, this is a treat. I love mixing this up. I love working with Hoodie. Like, that's the one great thing about – there are many great things about the station – uh, one thing I love about this station are the relationships. And, like, we were talking about authenticity, about doing these shows, and it's not scripted. Right. What you hear is what you get behind the scenes. Like, there is the relationships are real at this radio station. So, anything you want to talk about, we're here for. We'll cross talk with uh, Black and Yurko coming up at noon. Um, so, we'll have some fun with those guys. And then Hoodie also said this to me he believes there's someone in town on a team that has quit. Take a guess who that is. Hoodie will present that to us. This is Spring Trading Tuesday. Same lovable ESPN Chicago host, but paired with different radio partners. Spring Trading Tuesday continues on ESPN Chicago. All right, so uh, Hoodie and I... Here until uh, a little afternoon as we'll cross talk with Black and Yurko. It is spring trading Cap and Carmen, two to six. Will we have a uh, blow up today? No question about that. There will be. Yes. Cap and Carmen? Yes. Absolutely. There will, it will get heated. There's going to be a topic that they're going to disagree on and they're going to go after it. Like, it's going to uh, be fun. Gambling? White Sox? Mm, no, like maybe something gambling or just some ancillary topic. Usually, if it's Carmen, it's something very small that will blow up into so, something that could be a two, could be a ten quickly. 
quickly. And same thing with Cap, depending on the topic. Does Cap get mad about like a, a small thing, like something will will get under his skin? Did you hear crosstalk? Which crosstalk? This today's crosstalk. Did you hear today's crosstalk with of, w- uh, that uh, we uh, just uh, had uh, with uh, Abdallah? Yes, 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 I was here for that. But, yes, okay, well, I do listen. Yes. Okay, well, there, 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 we played him going after Lagrange, Bob. Well, right, and, I, and you, and you, your your whole thing of, of texting the wrong Shay. Happy. He wasn't happy about that at all. He wasn't. He was really unhappy that I texted the wrong Shay. Yeah. Yeah. He was mad about that Shay. I don't know. I don't recall him if saying anyone should be mad about it. It's you, Shay. I don't. I just think you're pulling an old. That's what I told Tyler. This is you pulling an old. That is true. Think about it, though. How many? There are many different ways to spell Shay. Which is weird because it is it is only a, a a name with four letters. Yes, correct. So there is S H. Yeah, it's a four letter word. It is S H E A. That's mine. There is S H A Y. Yes. There is S H A E. Yeah. And that's how Shea Cornette, I believe, spells it. Yep. You is you are the first way that I, I mentioned. Correct. Yes. And I, I yes I did screw up. Because I have you under Shay Norling, the way I, I pre- and I just went to Shay quickly. I, I yes, I'm embarrassed, and I did pull an old. You, you should don't need to be snoring. embarrassed. It's just you pulled an old. It's all right. It yeah. happens. The, the question uh, the question still stands. Was he upset by it? Yes. Why would why he is be he upset? Mad? Yeah. Why would he? I don't think he's mad. Are you, are you not there in Indianapolis with us, Shay, or is this? Uh, uh, am I having a fever dream? I was, was with was, him in the car when it happened. I remember him pulling up the phone and going, if you're going to make fun of me, at least he's more. He's not mad that you texted Shay Cornette. He's mad that you're texting and making fun of him for bringing his iPad to dinner like a two-year-old. But I included him on that. It wasn't yeah. like I was going behind his back. I'm like, Cap, it's a D-bag move. That's to, it. To That's go, it. To, yeah, it, it is a, because they were talking on the air about it. You guys were just on the air with them. Carmen had just mentioned it's a douche move, douche or not a douche. Um, and it's a douche move to go out with your guys at a really fancy place, too, and watch a, a really crap Bulls team. And, like, yeah, no. who, who, like, and by the way, who's sitting at home saying, got to refresh Twitter? Refresh, 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 refresh. What are you where, doing? Where, where, where's the recap for the night? Oh, it's it's not here yet. Refresh, refresh, refresh. See, this is what I'm talking refresh, about. Refresh, refresh. I, I need the See? recap. See, I, 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 good thing, good thing. Cap is in Indy watching the Bulls game for all of us. See, because I didn't watch it tonight, but I know the recap is coming. See, thank goodness for this. Refresh, refresh, refresh. Oh, here it is. Here it is. A fresh recap is here. I got to watch it now because he's watched it for all of us. See, this is what I'm talking about. Little things like that. See, you just but, won't, you just but, won't let it go. This is he. I mean, he's going to hear that. I'm sure he's listening, and so he's just going to again just put pin, like pins in that Sylvie doll that he has, <laughs> that Sylvie voodoo doll. Ow! That's my penis.
I mean, he's going to continue to put pins in that voodoo doll. Look, it's a small, it's a really small spot. You got to hit it just right. There's that. You, you got to hit it just right there, honey. It's a game operation. You know. You don't want to hit the sides. It's like the game operation. I understand that, I man. Like, is that why he's watching the Bulls game he at has- St. Elmo's? Is because he's got to do that. Yes, recap he, he because a, we're all depending on him. He has a sponsored recap that he's responsible for, and that's why he watched that St. Elmo's. It didn't bother me. Here's why it didn't bother me. It was after dinner. Like if you notice, go back to the video that Shay shot. Well, uh, there was no there was no t- plates at the table. He got lucky with that though because we were in Eastern time. Yes, so he, he pulled, forgot. He did pull the iPad out at six thirty. Think because he just I tried to figure this out. Cap only runs on Chicago time. So when we get there, I'm oh, going boy. Cap. We're gonna the show starts at six. Are you gonna get there at five? He's like, what do you mean? The show starts at five. Cap, we're not in central time. We change where we operate. So he does, he sees it's 630. He thinks the game's on, pulls the iPad out, puts it on the table. And then he's sitting there refreshing. Why isn't this effing game starting? Why isn't it started? I go, Cap, we're on Eastern time. It starts at 730. So we got kind of lucky with dinner not being on the table with the iPad. Dinner was already done and the the drinks were still flowing. And that's when he pulled out the iPad. It didn't bother Ah. me because it was, everything was done. Oh, it was. You guys were finished dating. Yeah, now. yeah. So like, I mean, like, I get it if it's if it's like Game One, Bulls in Milwaukee. Yeah, like in a playoff series, uh, like have at it. Different. This is Bulls and Raptors, and and ooh, if the Bulls win, they get to six under. They, and, they're a six under five hundred team, and they're a couple games out of the tenth spot. And then you wonder aloud why he gets pissed at you. This will, this will be clipped tomorrow. I'll tell you right now. That'll be a clip tomorrow, Look, I, and he'll it, respond. It's true. It is his life. That's yes. what he'll say to me. It's a, But you're affecting others at the table. <laughs> That's why I think it's a douche move. I don't think Mark Harmon minded. Yeah, I don't he's think interested. He's watching the game. <laughs> I kept bringing it up to Cap, and I'm like, Cap, it's not oh, a big boy. deal that they're talking about it. It's just it is kind of funny that you're bringing an iPad to well, dinner. That's absurd. Jay, you brought it up. You started the topic. Yes, you thought that it, it was inappropriate. Nuts. Why would you, we're going to St. Elmo's for steaks. You're going to bring your iPad like you're a tablet baby. I just thought it was absurd, <laughs> and we're having fun with it. You said tablet baby? Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, like, the, like Carmen will tell you, kids get... Go to dinner, give the kid, you you know, give the kids a tablet right. so that they aren't screaming and bothering yeah. people at the restaurant. So that's what we wanted to do. Mommy we gave and Cap, daddy enjoy their wine. Here's we, a tablet. We gave Cap his tablet so that he's not bothering other people in the restaurants, shouting and yelling about the bolts. Look, and I'll even excuse this. If, it, if, it, if it's a close game, mm-hmm. five minutes left, you want to turn on the fourth quarter, fine. Down the stretch, Bulls Pacers. But not mid-second. Yeah, like, what are you watching a meaningless NBA game in the second quarter at St. Elmo's? What, what, what? Because he's got a recap and it's sponsored. That's why. Refresh, refresh, refresh. Oh, see? Where, where is it? Where? I'm depending on this recap. Okay. He did. He kept yelling at his radio, too. I have a YouTube page. I have to get this out. Okay. Do what you got to do, Cap. All right. Well, I want to get to hoodies. Hoodie does believe that there is some, a member on that team that has quit. We'll get to that coming up next. <laughs> this is Spring Training Tuesday. Same lovable ESPN Chicago host, but paired with different radio partners. Spring Training Tuesday continues on ESPN Chicago. Been fun with Hoodie. 
as it always is. Who quit? Well, I think it's pretty clear looking at uh, the piece that I saw in the athletic.com written by Darnell Mayberry. You know, he's always on top of it, right? I love Darnell. Darnell's great at what he does. Chicago faces reality of missing the postseason after a crushing loss against Indiana. The quote from Nico, from uh, Vucevic, from Nico Vucevic. It doesn't really depend on us anymore. I mean, it does. We have to win. But we're depending on the people in front of us, on how they do. So it's hard to say after 65 games we didn't figure it out. It's tough to believe that something's just going to click like that. We'll see. We're going to keep fighting, keep hoping something happens. But it's obvious we put ourselves in a very difficult spot now. The, the key, the money shot to that is, is tough to believe that something's just going to click just like that. Well, why not? Why not? Why do you have to depend on someone else? Why can't you depend on each other to be able to get out of these doldrums? This sucks. So in other words, he's looking in the mirror and telling you, yeah, you know what? It's not us. It depends on everyone else for us to be able to get where we need to be. Well, the, the truthful spot is we put ourselves in a very difficult spot now. Well, no blank you did. No blank. So, you know, for him to pretty much say, you know, it's it's not going to click like that. Why not? It's been 65 games. Why hasn't it? Why, why, yeah. why, why can't it click? Why not? You know why I can't, Sylvie? It's because of the parts on this team. You've got a mid-range specialist in DeRozan, and you've got a guy that is hit or miss as your star in Levine. Those two do not mix. Everyone says that if Lonzo Ball was part of this team, that everything would be fixed. Mm. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. How, about that? How about no? Are you, are you in the 10th or 11th or 12th place? Probably not. But you're still who you are, and that is a team that's good, good, but not the level of Milwaukee or Boston or the upper echelon in the East. 76ers now. You're just not there. So everyone sat down. Here's what Lonzo did well. Shot the ball better from three, coming from the Pelicans, and also a terrific uh, perimeter defender. He and Caruso were locked down defenders. But what about the backside of that? You still, got, uh, you still have no resistance behind those two. You expect Patrick Williams to make defensive spot stops or Levine or DeRozan? No. And then, like, yes, he is a, a, a good three-point shooter, but it's still not enough three-point shooting. No. Like, I, 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 the way this team is put together. And it is amazing, though, even still without Lonzo, that they are as bad as they are. Did you ever think that this team would be seven games below five hundred? I did not. I did not. What I asked for at the beginning of the season is take another step, meaning that don't get – you're going to have the gentleman sweep anyway against Milwaukee. That was going to happen last year. I expected them with good health to take another step. Um, I'll give an example of that another step. So that could be that could be the Knicks. That could be the Cavs. Yeah. I remember when Donovan Mitchell signed how you hit the roof here at the station when Mitchell was signed with the Cavs. At that, least they were trying to do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were trying, like what? What did like AK just said? Continuity. He he said continuity, and he said, "Give me some Dragic and give me some Drummond." And I'm like, "What? Dragic is how old? And 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 Drummond is is like a a yesteryear center who dunks and rebounds. Right. That that doesn't do anything for what this team needs." Meanwhile, Milwaukee just keeps getting every scrap, every piece. Drogic will take you. Joe Ingles, come on in. That's what they keep doing. I mean, maybe those guys will not pay dividends for that team if they go late in the playoffs. But at least they've got depth. At least they got shooting. At least they got experience on that team. 
So that's the difference between the Bulls and not. And again, when Cap says, you know, AK does not speak, yeah, he should be able to be on the record and talk about this. We won't hear from him again until maybe after the season. Right, right. And then he won't, won't, won't say much. Again, I don't, I, I, like, to me, I'd rather him speak with actions than words. It, it would be nice if he would be more accountable, but I, I want him to do stuff. I want him to build me a winner. Like I like it's nice that Ryan Poles again is is outward with what what he's being offered. But again, what matters with Ryan Poles now is build me a football team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's interesting that I've heard Cap say I will give him credit that he believes that they should be fired. I think that's what he said in one of his recaps recently. Yep. Now put the pressure on Michael. Go out there and hire one of the if, – if he believes that. Like, I, I don't think Cap ever puts enough pressure on Reinsdorf. Like, I don't think Jerry is, and Michael have done enough with the Bulls and the White Sox. The history of winning is not there with the White Sox. And I believe it starts there, just like it started with George and, and the Bears. That's where the issue is at I mean, the top. Ultimately, it comes down to the wins and losses. And I know that those in the front office work hard to try to give themselves a winner. But ultimately, it comes down to did you win or did you lose? Guys are Men and women are working 9 to 5, and they just want to be able to have two and a half hours of enjoyment of Bulls basketball. So they may not know all the machinations and all the inner workings, but when they get to the United Center or when they sit down uh, in their man cave or their she shed, what they want to see is did my team win or did they lose? Right. Yeah. And if you're losing more than you're winning, then it's not good enough. It just isn't. No. What's the difference between Gar and Pax and this regime? Not much. Not 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 the end result. Nope. Not much. Nope. Uh, we'll cross talk with Black and Yurko as spring trading continues on the home for the Bears.